Hey, before we get started, I wanted to give a quick update as to uh, why these episodes were delayed as long as they were. Um, DA Fabe and I have been working really hard on getting the sound quality better, and every time we make a step forward, we seem to take a step back in a different way. Uh, we think we finally figured out the uh, way to do it, uh, but on some of these episodes, we're uh, kind of a medium where we got better sound quality, but we got this weird robot voice going anytime we tried to talk over each other. So, um, but we found another way. It's just led to a little bit of a delay in the publishing of these episodes. Uh, these both were recorded during the week, but by the time they're going to go live, some of the information in it might be a little dated. Uh, but we hope uh, you still enjoy it. Like, share, and subscribe. Thank you. In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that starts with me saying something that I think is funny and D.A. Fabe and everyone else listening just doesn't laugh at it. <laughs> um, as always, uh, I'm joined by District Attorney D.A. Fabe. Uh, I am Officer Mark Smarks. Um, and we're going to do what we always do, which is report on the air quotes crimes, crimes. in professional wrestling. Um, and and this is a busy week, and so um, this episode might actually not hit your ear holes until a little bit later because uh, we've had a lot of stuff going on, just not only in our personal lives, but in our wrestling lives, too. Yeah, this is the first... Um basic cable 10-hour week in history yeah it's nuts and, unless you lived in an area where a where uh where uh what's uh paul Heyman's company ecw, ECW. was at ECW. because then you could have done it back in the 90s but since then this is the first well and even then even then would it get up to 10 hours well, Not they had right. three-hour Raw, three-hour uh, Nitro, so there's six. And then two and two, they had ten hours just on WCW and, and WWE. Was Raw three hours at the time? I thought Raw didn't go to three hours until after ECW had kind of folded. Oh, it, it, and I'm not I'm not super familiar with the ECW timeline because we, they weren't available in our area. Yeah, yeah we've talked about that before. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, instead of being sidetracked, uh, we'll just kind of get straight through it. Like I said, yep. we always it's report on a few crimes. Uh, you know, we kind of alternate back and forth. Uh, I mentioned this on the FBI uh, podcast that should be live soon. My bad. Um, <laughs> but we we don't really discuss these in advance, so uh, that's kind of part of the fun of this. Is each of us comes with our crimes and we come hard. Um, or sometimes soft, or you know, 
placid. I don't know. Um, and and it's just kind of fun for that. So we'll start off with me going first with crime number one. Crime number one. Dave's nervous, so ready? <laughs> Crime number one, I am bringing charges against time. Time itself is charged with not having enough of it. There is not uh, enough time. I sincerely thought you were going after the the rockers there for their <laughs> championship, NWA uh, Tag Team Championship. Well, that is another thing to potentially uh, <laughs> report on. That is that is a crime, if you ask me. That is a crime uh, against fandom, uh, against NWA Championship. But we're going with time, which is not having enough of it. Yeah, Go, not man. Tell me, like, the, tell like me your say, case. You know, we've got three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, two hours of NXT, two hours of AEW. Soon we're going to have two hours of Impact Wrestling on Tuesdays. If you're in an area where you can get Ring of Honor, that's another hour or two. I don't even know how long Ring of Honor is um, on the regular hour. Well, the, the stuff top, with Sinclair is an hour on Saturday nights. But on top story. of it, we have jobs, which take away from our time for us doing the fun stuff that we want to do. Like watching AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro, Beyond Wrestling, Bar Wrestling, CZW, GCW, and all the other initials that end in W. Anything you might watch on YouTube, just for the sake of watching it on YouTube. Yeah, there's tons of indie wrestling on there, and there's not enough time. So I think think that you're more guilty in this instance or time's more guilty of affecting you than me. And I think that's because you are the host of the show um, as, as officer smarks. Um, And so you accept more responsibility in this instance. In fact, in the pre-show, we kind of joked about that and I didn't know this was your crime. So that's interesting. (laughs) Uh, But I do, I, I do think, you know, whereas and and I, it does take time from from even the DA's life. Um, whereas I'm setting aside really one to two hours twice a week, plus the talking time we do in travel. Um, you're setting aside editing time and things of that sort, and so um, it definitely affects pod podcasting affects us more um than just our traditional con- conversations did um trying to listen to other podcasts affects us more um that's a benefit that you have versus the negative that you have uh, in your job role your job allows you more freedom to listen to podcasts um uh, but 10 hours in a also, squad car gives you a lot of time to listen to podcasts. Yes, it does. Whereas, you know, they aren't all that fond of that in the courthouse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And oh, I'm sorry, Judge. Yeah. What were you saying? I was listening <laughs> to Wrestle Talk. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, oh, hold on. I have to consult here real quick. And so, um,. <laughs> gotta gotta talk to my fellow consultant Conrad. 
Okay, yeah, that's that's cool. That I forgot that that happened back then. Anyway, um, yeah. So you know, those that that's that's a benefit that you have in, in your career in the squad car. Um, it, it's a downside for me being stuck in the office. Um, but the other side of it is you also accept more responsibility to do more of the behind the scenes stuff and. And I think that deserves for you guilty of being awesome. That's what that deserves. But time is guilty of being a thief for itself. It steals itself. I I would wholeheartedly agree there. Yeah. I mean, I just, like, I really, you know, I rushed home after my shift yesterday so that I could get to watch AEW Dynamite. Uh, and of course, at the same time, I'm DVRing NXT uh, so that I can watch that afterwards. And Monday, of course, we had three hours of Raw, or you know, maybe an hour and a half of actually interesting Raw, and then another hour and a half of stuff. whatever it was. <laughs> um, well, you know, the funny part is, I tuned into USA Network on Tuesday night. Being home early enough after after my child, in, in real life and kayfabe child, um, had parent-teacher conferences. So I was home, home early enough, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get to watch this live. No, no, I'm not. This is the week it switches, and I forgot. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to catch up on the rest of Raw. Well, yeah. and then that brings a side charge against uh, greedy television companies. Um, and I guess greedy might not be the, the proper term for him, but um, so I uh, have Sling TV that I use to watch my wrestling. Um, and I got it because it's got USA Network. Um, it now has TNT on it and it has Fox on it. And so I should be able to watch all the wrestling that I need to watch, right? Um, the problem is uh, Fox and Dish Network, the parent company of Sling TV, are in a battle right now. And so Fox has been pulled from Sling TV and Dish Network. So I am staring down uh, tomorrow, since we record this on a Thursday, tomorrow night, I don't know how I'm going to watch uh, the f- premiere episode on Fox. Um, because if I don't know first, if that'll be... If the first hour and 30 minutes of tomorrow is as good as the first 75% of Raw was, with the exception of old guys, <laughs> um, you may be impressed. I mean, the, 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 you're... you're you're gonna miss out on some stuff, but I don't, if it ends the way that Raw did, you're not really missing much. But sorry. well, and that's the deal. I mean, everyone who's listened to this knows Sting has been my favorite wrestler for pretty much my entire, I would say, adult life. But it was before I was an adult too. So, um, and he's been confirmed to appear on this episode, so I'm super stoked. Um, because Just unlike. Unlike uh, Hogan and Flair and, um, you know, that Jimmy Hart for some... Uh, <laughs> the mouth of the sound. Um, 
I'm actually excited to see Sting show up on WWE again, even if it's just to come out, you know, and stand there and be like, hey, look, SmackDown. You know, I wasn't really a part of SmackDown when it launched because I was on the other guys. And then I bought uh, WCW. I decided to just stay at home and collect my guaranteed contract. And then, then I went to the other other guys for a while. And then, and it was only until you know relatively recently that I decided to come to you. And then Seth Rollins into my career. Yeah, after two matches. Two. 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 None of which were against The Undertaker. But I'm excited to see it, and I might not be able to. So that's frustrating. So that's a side charge against the greedy companies because they just couldn't come to an agreement uh, to get me my damn box. On a side note, because I like you enough, and I use YouTube TV, I might lend you my login. Hmm. Now, what's the legality on that, D.A. fame? (laughs) Um, Technically, I can have up to five logins, five devices, and I only use the one that I'm using right now. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's legal. Cool. And and because we're not super profitable yet, I can't really... Well, we aren't profitable yet because we've both invested money of our own for equipment so we're gonna go ahead and say we're not profitable yet and i'm gonna go ahead and say um yeah technically that is perfectly legal because it's not even a business setup (laughs) this is me doing the orange cassidy thumbs up (laughs) laziest thumbs up in the world so that's my crime crime against time crime time crime time that's a a different crime yeah yeah We'll get to that someday in the future. The not good street profits before the street profits were the street profits. Uh, But like I said, also charged as accomplice jobs for taking too much time away from the important things in life. Like Like I said, wrestling, all the other initials that end in W, GCW, CZW, IPW, ICPW, I don't know, whatever. ICP has a wrestling company? (laughs) They did for a while. I don't know if they still do. And I probably wouldn't watch it even if they did still, but... Juggalo Championship. Hey, that could go back to our... uh, JCW, I think it was. JCW? Juggalo Championship. I just want to say that could go back to our conversation from FBI and that could be the mid-card title for AEW. The Juggalo Championship. Uh, oh no! See, AEW is not going to do that because it's going to bring up too much memories of the time that ICP was in WCW. WCW. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're not copying WCW. Here's Tony Schiavone. <laughs> not WCW. Here's Tony Schiavone and the Insane Clown Posse, and we're going to hire Vampiro and, <laughs> and Disco Inferno. <laughs> No, we're not. We're not trying to compete with WWE. Oh, hi, Jim Ross. <laughs> oh, Chris Jericho's the champ. Chris Jericho's an inaugural champion of some type, like being a uh, unified champion. Oh no, it's it's coincidence. Stop. Wow, I didn't realize those things until we mentioned them. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Well, so, I, I'd like I, to hear I, what the jury thinks on uh, me charging time with the crime of making it especially hard to watch everything wrestling. Yeah, uh, well, there's enough good wrestling that um, if it continues at the pace it's continued over the last year, because we were at some really bad wrestling a year and a half ago, um, and now we're at some very good wrestling, and a lot of it, um, by mid-next year, watching wrestling will be a full-time job. Yeah. We need lots of jury members yes. to subscribe <laughs> and share so that we can make this a full-time job. <laughs> At least one of us can. Preferably Officer Smarks. Well, you're making all that DA money, so, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and we don't really work. It's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what do you got for... Crime number two. You caught me off guard. I didn't see that coming. Uh, mine is mine is. I don't even want to. I, I was going with a, the particular event at the end of Monday Night Raw to start off, and then I realized, okay, well, there's more to it than that, and I don't want to let AEW off the hook because they did something similar at the end of a match. So we ended Raw this way. We ended the match in AEW, a match in AEW this way um, last night or for Wednesday uh, for whenever this goes live. Um, and And... Everything the Young Bucks is this, and that's jumbled finishes. Um, just, just too much going on. Uh, this is why NXT is such a great show, um, and has been for a very long time. Um, simpler is better, you know. Uh, whether it's it, on Monday, okay. So we got Randy Orton and King Corbin standing over in the corner, and I only said King Corbin to hopefully get a reaction out of your face and I didn't which is okay there it is um, and uh, you know we've got them standing there and kind of mocking the other guys that, that are in the match that are on Hogan's team and, and Jeddah or Riyadh or wherever they're at for Crown Jewel um, and, and just kind of a weird villains on the same side uh, former villain is with the good guys who's a former villain as well so two former villains are are with with Hogan and they have a match against each other because it's okay that that Lesnar beat the tar I mean just things were really jumbled at the end and then we throw in Bobby Lashley and Lana along with Rusev in the ring and Bray attacking Seth I mean there was so much in that time frame and so many crisscrossing storylines that it that it hurt the ability to tell any story right then and there. Um, it was like trying to watch die all all Bruce Willis movies at the same time. You know, like like oh here's some Die Hard and and here's a little bit of whole nine yards and here's Sixth Sense and here's the you know and you're just going what's going on like 
like pick a thing and that that may be the epitome of it but the same thing happened on AEW I mean I've said this numerous times um, the spot monkeys are exactly that they are um, in, in terms of of the the brothers Matt Nick Matt Nick and so we get them doing their rolling stuff over and over and over and over and just so much going on every time the all elite has a, a three-man tag um when they did at uh was double or nothing that they had the three-man tag uh, against uh um oh you know yeah brothers yeah and uh is that right yeah there's yeah, Lucha Brothers, Pentagon, Phoenix, and uh, Bandito. Yeah, doesn't really matter. They had three on three tag, and it was just such a busy match, and it was too busy. It was too jumbled. Um, we saw this last night or Wednesday night in AEW when we finish up the match, and you know then all of a sudden we have Dean Ambrose come. Or, so, wow. John Moxley come back at the same time. I don't know who this Dean Ambrose is you keep talking about. Yeah, well, it happens. Anyway, (laughs) we have John Moxley come back, and then we have another event, and then we have another, and it's just too jumbled. Tell your story. I'm glad we're telling stories now. Um, I don't want to read Hamlet at the same time as I'm reading... um, I don't even want to read Hamlet at the same time as I'm reading Macbeth, let alone read Hamlet at the same time as I'm reading Streetcar Named Desire. You have two totally different stories. And for those of you who aren't book fans, those are pretty decent classics, obviously. But um, I don't want to. I don't want to have. Um, you know, like I said, die. I don't want to have Die Hard playing on my television at the same time as Sixth Sense. I've got totally BA Bruce Willis versus. I see dead people, Bruce Willis, you know, like great actor shouldn't be watched at the exact same time. And so I feel like we're telling too many stories at once and it gets jumbled, but I'm not sure if it's the story, like the storytelling being jumbled was way over the top this week. Um, I don't even like jumbled matches. Like, so I definitely am not going to like Jumbled's storyline. And I don't know which one's worse, but maybe that's what the jury can decide, is which one of those two is worse. Uh, well, but is wrestling guilty of jumbling things too much right now? Um, well, I I would say that there, there's quite a bit of jumbling happening. Um, it's it's one of the problems anytime you have a six-man tag, just in general, if, in my opinion. Uh, six-man tags, battle royals, all of them end up with just too many people in the ring at any given time. And it can be just way too big of a jumble. Um, I think uh, what we do need to mention that there's a side charge of Paul Heyman being a little bit too much Paul Heyman-y um, with the, the Lana thing. Um, However, that just I will with Paul Heyman. I will absolutely 100% agree with um, WrestleTalk, Ollie on this. Um, yes, I didn't like it. Yes, it was weird. Yes, it was it was over the top. Yes, it was too long. Yes, I was weirdly aroused. 
<laughs> and the real question is, will she go back? Because she's married to Rusev, not because. Never mind. Well, but that's the thing. Well, there, there's the 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 famous quote they talked about it on Wrestle Talk with uh, uh, Macho Man about uh, booking a a uh, angle with your wife. And Lance Storm tweeted it out. He says, uh, Macho Man once gave me advice about booking an angle with my wife. He said, I did an angle with my wife once. I don't got no wife no more. So, um... No, I think what he said was, you know, brother, I did an angle with my wife once. I don't got no wife no more. (laughs) Yes. I just wasn't gonna, um anger everyone with my horrible macho man yeah i'm a, i'm an attorney man i don't it, it yeah bad horror macho man works for me but uh <laughs> but that's the deal is it's like well, and kevin sullivan learned it in real life like big yeah. time well and there are there are dozens of stories not just kevin sullivan which is a horrible horrible story yeah. um but there well, there are matt, a lot of other matt, ones. Lita. matt and lita uh, Kurt Angle, Kurt, Karen Jarrett, Jarrett, yeah, and so um, it it just there are too many chances for it to end badly, and but the biggest biggest crime with this, in my opinion, is it's just Paul Heyman doing what Paul Heyman does, and and you know people people like to throw a lot of shade at Eric Bischoff for the stuff that Eric Bischoff did during his time in WCW, and you even know, his. It- Time. But he's owned it. But on top of it, he's also evolved. He understands that a lot of that stuff isn't going to play anymore. Uh, I just am not convinced Paul Heyman uh, is the same way, considering in the time since he's taken over Raw, we've now we've had, had two cheating wife storylines. Yeah, now we've got two cheating wife storylines, both of them connected to Rusev in one yeah. way. And 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 a cheat. I. I... In justification, I should say a cheating husband storyline as well is in there. Yeah. So. But. But just like that, we talked about it before when uh, I think you brought charges against the that uh, Maria storyline. Story um, this is Paul Heyman. This just reeks of Paul Heyman being Paul Heyman, and it's the bad side of Paul Heyman, the side that I was hoping wouldn't come out. And, and it's finishing a show now. Yeah, and it, it was it was in poor taste in ECW, but ECW is based around this whole pushing the boundaries and maybe doing stuff that's in poor taste. But yeah. it it does not have a place on modern uh, television, well, in my opinion. Barring barring even that aspect, so then we have juvenile forty year old men or or early 30s and late 30s or early 40s um, year old men standing there giggling about it in the corner and we're taking away from the best storyline we've got although in fairness the the real reason that uh, Orton uh, was giggling actually uh, apparently had more to do with the fact that uh, Corbin's throne broke apart off screen we couldn't see it from the video that was played on air but there's footage that's come up from fan cams of Corbin's throne falling apart and that's really why uh he was he was giggling but 
Uh, but yeah, back to your back to your original crime. Uh, yeah, jumbled finishes and WCW was a kind of uh, known for it during its time. And it's one of the things with uh, AEW coming that I I hope they wouldn't take uh, over from And WCW. you know you're going to see that with Matt and Nick J, with the Young Bucks. You know that's going to happen. Um, and that's that's just a jumbled, jumbled finish in terms of a lot going on. Um, it's kind of their thing, you know? But but last night we didn't have that. We had a jumbled finish for the sake of a jumbled finish. Yeah, we um, had we had interference that wasn't called, which is a crime I was going to bring up later on special charges. But I'll go ahead and bring it up now. Sorry, uh, at least it was a special charge, not a felony. That's fine. Uh, Earl Hebner, uh. John Moxley shows up in the ring during that match. Um, Doesn't attack no, the legal no, man, though. No, it wasn't. It was uh, Rick Knox. Uh, but it, it doesn't matter whether he's the legal man or not. Uh, he's because he's it's still interfering. And that should have been either it should have been a disqualification or they should have at least made uh, mention beforehand that this match, you know, is going to be done with no DQ rules or something. Yeah. Uh, now, now the only hope that we can have come out of this is that they're going to come forward uh, later with um, like a storyline where Rick Knox is fined because he should have DQ'd that match or whatever. Well, that, yeah. They and, still have the ability to rescue. And I realized that the timelines, because the timeline is a little longer than than when it happened on WWE, but it's still too much in that one match because later on Cody comes out after the match is over to save the Bucks, mm-hmm. um, and then he gets kicked in the nuts by the guy he shook his hand earlier in the night, and you know you you just have so much going on there, um, in again a, a ten minute period that you're just like ah. I understand that, you know, even in our own personal lives, things intertwine and things like that. And I get it. Um, I don't know. I'm not not in love with it. <laughs> and and we'll talk a little bit later uh, in the in the episode about um, the results and, and our thoughts on the AEW versus NXT war i'm using the quotation marks on that because it's not really a war but it's worth at least um but i know i there was a battle for ratings last night though there really was there was a battle for ratings uh and we'll talk about the results that have come out of that too um but we'll move on to crime number three for now we'll we'll let the jury let us know what they think about jumbled finishes Crime number three. I am going after specifically the WWE for this because I haven't noticed it on other promotions so much. I'm going after the WWE 
for using Velcro on their championship belts instead of the snaps like our tradition and have been on championship belts since the dawn of time. Right? I get the reasons. The Velcro allows the thinner people or the, the larger people to to it to fit snugly around them and you are never going to see big show walk out with a title around his waist no very few people wear it around their waist in the first place most of them carry it over their shoulder because that looks cooler um unless you're rock strong who can go and smack his belt all excited because you know it he's roderick strong um but but Every time I see the backside of a WWE championship belt and I see that it's Velcro, a small part of me dies inside because it's 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 one of those things. The snaps have have been part of the belt for so long that even when they're using Velcro, they put the fake snaps on the outside so it still looks like it's got snaps like before. But then they have Velcro on the inside and it bugs me and it looks silly to me and I just don't like it. And I cannot 100% say because I haven't seen a close-up yet of the AEW belt. Um, But if I'm correct from what I looked at it, uh, it looked like the snaps were legitimate on the inside. And You're looking it up right now, aren't you? I am. See, well... It's affecting your, your audio quality, just so you know. Uh, it shouldn't be affecting my audio quality. It should be affecting your audio quality because you're moving your cords. Oh, you're going to blame me for this. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find any images of the back side of the belt right now. And so I can see a lot of images of the front and I I'm willing to bet hard money that it's got actual snaps because it's got a row along the side of um except for Riho's new title which only which only needs one row of snaps instead of two rows. Because yes. it's so tiny. <laughs> I I am a huge fan of the AEW men's championship belt. I'm not a big fan of the women's championship belt. I, I and it's not even just from the sides, although it is tiny. I I'm not a fan of the oval design. The AEW belt just hit it out of the park for the men's belt with that kind of interlocking design and really just over the top in lots of ways. And the women's just, I don't know. It looks like a cheap knockoff of an indie circuit. Yeah, it just looks like an indie belt, yeah. Um, But now they did last night briefly debut, at least in pictures, the tag belt. And um, I'm still not like 100% sure what I think on those for the AEW tag belt. Um, but we can talk more about that in the future. Uh, I just, like I said, I I can't 100% say that the AEW belt uses snaps, but everything that I've seen makes it look like it uses snaps. Because um, it's got, like like I said, the two rows of, it looks like about 12, 10 to 12 snaps in a row that you can see from the outside, which uh, look like they line up. So I'm I'm willing to bet that they use snaps. 
And that's just the way it should be. And I get it. You know, Velcro gives you some advantages, but they're stupid advantages and they should feel bad about them. <laughs> um, I hate to do this to you, man. Um, I'm in the don't care club. I, I, I understand your nostalgia and I want them to be there. But in terms of functionality, you know, I, uh, I'm sorry. No, I, I can see where you're coming from. Like I say, for me, it's, it's, it's not even about nostalgia. It's just about the look. I think Velcro looks silly. I think, I think it looks like, like. The, the kid sneakers that have Velcro to close them. I was actually gonna make make a, a joke about that because you know I used Velcro when I didn't know how to tie my shoes. So maybe some of these guys aren't the brightest cookies in the jar. Potentially, they are <laughs> not the sharpest flashlights in the crayon box. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's my uh, crime number three. I know it's silly and and I shouldn't care so much about it, but it just bugs the ever-loving crap out of me every time I see Velcro. It it ruins my suspension of disbelief. Um, because you don't see Velcro on heavyweight boxing belts. You don't see Velcro on the UFC title belts. You only, for some reason or other, see it on WWE belts as far as I've seen. And maybe there's some other indies that use uh, Velcro and the jury can come at me with those. But um, any of those indies that use Velcro, I'm going to say they're stupid and they should feel bad for it. Velcro's also cheaper. Yeah. For the, oh, indies. For the indies. For the indies, I get it. But does WWE really need to save money with that Saudi Arabia money coming in? Well, now Saudi Arabia and Fox money. Yeah. Well, Fox money is going to be all dependent on... Oh, hi, kitty cat. <laughs> I was like, is there something wrong with my screen? <laughs> uh, it's my cat, Lois Lane, coming to visit. So, that's how legit we are, folks. We have random cats visit. Not random right? cats. Wonderful well, cats. You need to get down. Yeah, she won't visit when I'm there, physically, <laughs> just so everybody knows. Um... Officer Smark's cat is terrified of everybody he, but Officer Smarks and his wife and his daughter. And she's, that's it. She's, she's pretty terrified of my daughter, too. <laughs> yeah, because she's Anyways. still new. I mean, there's, we're only a couple years in here, so... Yeah. I haven't gotten used to it yet. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, so let's let's move on to crime number four. Crime number four. Um, so this actually I, I was choosing between one of two. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and choose to charge, um, internal affairs has, has actually contacted the DA and assistant DA, I am K Fabe is being charged with, 
Um, false accusation. I charged Beth Phoenix with a misdemeanor last week when and and an indirect charge. I, I didn't actually slander. That's what that's what I'm being charged with is slander. Because I charged Beth Phoenix with not being a good commentator. And last night Beth Phoenix was almost as phenomenal on the mic as AJ Styles is in the ring. Um, so I am being charged with slander. I am being convicted of slander. I was wrong. Beth Phoenix is a better commentator than I gave her credit for. Yeah, she she has actually uh, been one of the impressive uh, things on NXT for a while. She she uh, has been pretty good, and so um, I'm going to go ahead and agree with the charge of slander because I think <laughs> she's been now. I, I'm a sucker for Mauro Ranallo. Um Mama Mia. Maybe he just brings it out of her better than, say, any of the people that she did shows with before. Now, I will charge her with uh, a minor crime, and that's uh, being so good at her job that she continues to do it so much that Edge had to retire from the Edge and Christian podcast yeah. this week. Um, because, you know... I listened to that podcast and I really liked it. Now I don't have it anymore. You still have the Christian podcast. He hasn't officially confirmed that he's going to do it. He said, stay tuned. Now, Ed said, I'm leaving it in your hands. And Christian said, who knows what's going to happen now? So. Okay. Well, Edge on Twitter said it's, it's going to be fine in C's hands. Yeah. He said that on the show, too. And Christian said, you know, stay tuned to my social media for updates as to what's going to happen. Because I he don't can, think... He can pick up their, their uh, not pot of awesomeness, but their um, TV show partners and do guests, guest host every week. It's fine. He'll do great. I think he can. I just don't... I, I have this feeling that he doesn't want to. That, that, that is so much of the fun of it was, yeah, doing it with his bestie. And that sounded worse than I really wanted it to. Hey, I'd watch. Yeah, I, I would. I'm a peep. Yeah, <laughs> how's, how's that ad for creepy? I got, I got no problem admitting they're both very good-looking men. So yeah. Are um, you a peep? Are you oh, one of yeah. Christian's peeps? I am definitely yeah. one of Christian's peeps, and I'm an edgehead. Which are both Anyways. filthy when we're talking about those two having a relationship together. Um, so, uh, so I agree with your crime uh, being charged. Um, uh, she is excellent. I, to be perfectly honest, right now, um, we've got a lot of excellent commentators. And then we've also got Jerry Lawler. Um, <laughs> I was trying to leave that one for you. And you can still do it anytime you want. But... Uh, I I am just I'm just trying so hard not to not to even think about it because it's like I was so excited for the season premiere of Raw and and all of this fun stuff coming out of it and then I saw Jerry Lawler was announced for it and I'm like ah oh. and then I remembered that they were gonna have Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair on and I was like ah oh. and then Jimmy Hart was announced and I was like ah oh. like, then you remembered that you had a podcast and had to watch it yeah. 
Now you know how Holly felt some now, of those times. Now, uh, the rest of the commentary crew on Raw, uh, Vic Joseph and uh, Dio Madden, actually did a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. So I would I like happy. to hear a female voice on Raw. Um, I, think, I think that's the last thing to balance that, but I don't know. There's if get speculation it. that Mickey James is going to be trying her hand at commentary and that they might be going to move her in uh, to replace. Apparently, Jerry the King Lawler is only uh, temporary uh, for for Raw, and that maybe they'll bring someone else in. But I just... Let's I, just hope, well, you have that dirty Band-Aid on. Let's hope they don't get an infection. Yeah. Because I just... I hated... I never liked the King's shtick. Not back in his glory days in the Attitude Era. Not after that. Like, Jim Ross is great. Jerry Lawler just always graded on me. But he, in the Attitude Era, his shtick at least had a place. His kind of dirty old man shtick worked fine in Attitude Era and early Ruthless Aggression Era. But so it had no place. Are we throwing in a third crime from you here? Because I feel like th- that we are, maybe. I don't know if this falls under misdemeanors or special charges, but just I don't I don't want to see Jerry Lawler on my screen anymore. And there was rumors at one point that Jim Ross was going to try to get Jerry Lawler for AEW, and I don't want him there. In fact, after last night, I am convinced that AEW already has the right team uh, going forward. And, and they could even go down to a two-man booth of just Tony Schiavone and Excalibur and be phenomenal because Schiavone was just so good last night. He so really was. Good. He was and, what was missing that we complained about. I really thought it was Jerry or was, uh, was Jim Ross that was failing, and it wasn't. It was their other third guy that, that wasn't good. And, uh, and Jim Ross was there and, and he was able to do what he does and, and be more effective for him and Excalibur was awesome but I really think the MVP of that announced group was Tony Schiavone and then of course like you say on NXT you had uh, Mauro Ronaldo and Nigel McGuinness and Phoenix I don't and Nigel had, some, had Nigel and Mauro both had great commentary last night, mm-hmm. and sort of it, it. I'm excited to see if Cole um, can step up his game enough to match up with what we just saw with Nigel, Beth, and Mauro, um, because it was so very, very good last night on commentary. Now, uh, the only thing I am just. Uh... I will I will absolutely flip a table if we ever hear Morrow say he's in the drop zone. <laughs> I, I'm done. I don't I don't I don't think you're gonna get that, bud. Uh, Good. Good. <laughs> that said, well it, I guess Finn is there now, so um Special charges. And really, I just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make two short 
short uh, felonies with with uh, with uh, minor charges. Um, my first one, obviously, being the slander. The second one. Um, this charge goes out to the um, premium wrestling product doctors. And it goes out because we have now seen two to three to four. In the last six months, we've seen several exceptional wrestlers make full recoveries and be back in time. Um, our very first episode, we had a charge against neck injuries or back injuries, spinal injuries. Um, welcome back to Moxo Champa. Um, we still hate spinal injuries, but God bless the doctors that we have. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa was gone six months, maybe less. I don't even think it was a full six How months. So, um, with a significant neck surgery, and we're excited to see you back. Um, we're excited to see some of these athletes back. And so, um, the charge against the doctors is thank, thank you, modern medicine, for the wealthy companies being able to have people in the right spot. And then um, Officer Smarks can go ahead and make a remark that might be political. Well, I don't know, if you will. But yes, thank you, Modern Medicine, for getting these guys back. No, and, and they even they uh, did a whole thing on Tegan Knox coming back from her significant knee injury. Um, on NXT, they had... Uh, Dakota Kai appeared last week on NXT coming back from her significant knee injury. I mean, the the, the doctors that they're uh, able to go to are able to work some, some minor miracles on them. And so, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. In fact, Ciampa was one of my special charges for later, uh, congratulating him on his return to NXT. Also, as we mentioned before, and even though he wasn't injured, it still was wonderful to see Balor back in NXT. Um, I'm excited for what they can do for him. Um, oh, there! I mean, you can have a main card. Of the, the, we have a tiny, a, a short version, and I'm only talking because of height of the, the characters. A short version of such phenomenal characters right now. With him and Cole and Ciampa and uh, Gargano and Velveteen Dream. <laughs> so, I mean, if Velveteen Dream is Big Show, then, you know, Adam Cole's The Rock and Balor's Stone Cold. I mean, it's, it's that era with just this ability to have that title start rolling. And that could be really entertaining. And then um, I had a few misdemeanors to go out. Uh, mi misdemeanors for both AEW and NXT, both charged with having excellent shows this week. Um, neither of them were perfect. And uh, the quote-unquote Wednesday Night Wars have started. Um, and uh, NXT in particular uh, took quite a few... Uh, pages out of the old WCW playbook with the overrun. WCW used to do that all the time. You know, we're going to keep the cameras running, uh, keep going with this uh, special uh, main event until, you know, until it's finished. And, eight, and NXT did that last night. 
Uh, the limited commercial interruption is something that uh, WCW used to do occasionally so that they could try to catch the people from Raw tuning over during commercial break there. Um, so NXT pulled out all the stops and they effectively put on a two-hour takeover. Um, you know, bringing their big guns. Which is cheating in week one. It, it was, um, and we'll talk a little bit about whether it was successful. Um, I think you and I both agree that that from a strict wrestling standpoint, and and maybe even a storyline standpoint, NXT put together the better show, better show overall. But I'm more excited from what came out of AEW. I think. Well, um, but either new way, and fresh. I mean. Um, right now, AEW is the chocolate-covered Twinkie, and NXT brought out, you know, um, I don't know, like the world's largest Twinkie or something. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, your yeah, kind of fell apart there, so... Yeah, thanks for that. Anyway, <laughs> I like food, so I thought that might work better than it did. Should have used, but... like, creme brulee or bananas fosters or something for... Anyways. I look like I've had either of those. You should. Creme brulee is awesome. (laughs) Now I'm hungry again. Anyways. (laughs) um, They both had excellent shows for different reasons. Uh, AEW's show was a first episode show. And it was all about setting up these are the ground rules that we're going to play with. These are the characters that you're going to know. Um, and it didn't it didn't bog itself down with introducing all of the characters. But they introduced a lot of the main characters right off the bat and showed reasons why we would care. There were some hiccups. Um, some people, uh, especially some of the people who've never been on national TV before, had m- maybe just nerves. Uh, but had a few hiccups and botches. Botches, yeah. But in the end, I I thoroughly enjoyed both shows. Yeah. I have not been this excited about a professional wrestling week in a very, very long time. And so they're both charged with having awesome shows this week. Of course, Cole versus Riddle was a phenomenal match. Might have been match of the night from both shows. Uh, LeRae versus Baszler was really good. Page versus Pac was phenomenal. Uh, Riho versus Nyla was not a perfect match by any means, but it was a very enjoyable match, and it had. I would also say a it was very most surprising effective. finish. I would say it well, a very surprising finish. Um, but I would also say it was most affected by inadequate uh, announcing because Britt was there. Uh, I, I'm ready to be done with special guest ring announcers. I really am. Um, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind them being out there. I don't mind you know them throwing little interjection interjections in. Um, but when they put on a headset, they need to be able to be a commentator. Um, and she didn't add anything to it. Oh yeah, it was. It looked now, more like she was scouting. So just have her grab a chair and sit ring, ringside. Now I will say this. Um, uh, so far, neither of these two shows have done this, uh, but the the main shows for WWE, SmackDown and Raw, both have. And I will uh, also flip a table if either AEW or NXT introduce a talk show. 
Um, I don't care if it's Street Profits TV or if it's Brit Baker's Brit Talk or whatever. No, don't do it. Stay away. I, I'm a big fan. You know me. I'm a big fan of Alexa Bliss. I don't want to see another moment of Bliss TV talk show ever again. Yeah, I don't think we need to talk. Like, we can do... I do not have a problem with vignettes. Because a moment of bliss started as vignettes. And they were phenomenal. That when was, it was her backstage just doing I, a little video on... I think Miz handled his on Monday well. Um, he's very, very good at that. It still doesn't need to happen. No, like That could have been backstage... Um, it could have been filmed as a vignette. Um, they could have just trotted them both out onto the stage and said, hey, look, we've got these two old farts. Um, we're going to have them be captains of uh, teams for a match in Saudi Arabia that none of you care about because Saudi Arabia is horrible. Okay, I'm not starting any fights with anybody from the Middle East, so you can... Saudi I just know better than to go into a consulate for Turkey. We did get political today. I was I thought maybe <laughs> you were going to go there at some point. Uh, you know, again, I, and 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 I'm not. I'm neither going to confirm nor deny because I am looking for an elected position soon um, as the full DA um, when the DA retires. But right now, I'm an assistant DA, so I'm going to neither confirm nor deny my opinions on that um, that said uh, the whole segment was a bad decision and is and Miz glued it together I I have to give Miz that and, he did that together I don't I don't want uh, to overlook the the lengths that Hulk Hogan tried to go to to keep it on track to yeah um you know, when you when you're talking to you have Miz, who's really good at doing scripted promos, and is good enough at improving that they allow him a little bit of leeway there. Uh, but then you throw Hogan and Flair out, who neither of them are good at scripted promos. They're good at just winging it. And Flair seemed like he didn't know what he was supposed to do, and just had it in his mind that you're supposed to be angry at Hulk. And so he just was all over the place, and Hogan tried to keep him, rein him in, but it really took Miz kind of just cutting them off and being like, and we're going to announce the match. Anyways, but we'll move past that. I just thought there were a lot of great matches on both AEW and NXT. Uh, but, so they but let's get away from talk shows. Yes. I, no talk shows. I really don't have a problem with talk shows. They could do talk shows. Do them online. Yeah, I just don't need to see them on my TV. Right. Give me a give me, you know, if you want to do a moment of bliss as a channel, WWE is a moment of bliss. Fine. Whatever. I'm not gonna Yeah, you do- can have two fifteen minute talk shows on the WWE. Do they do they know they have their own network? I don't know. I they think they even just fuck set TV show during their normal TV shows. I think they get so tied up in oh we need to fill ten minutes, let's uh let's put um Alexa Bliss out there with a moment of bliss. Anyways, I also, um, like you, I, I had special charge for Champa for returning. I also a special charge for Balor for returning, even though, like I said, he wasn't out injured. It still was awesome to see him come back and to come back 
at NXT and declare that he is now going to be there. Who knows what he's going to go after first. Um, I mean, he could go after the the NXT World Championship, um, try to reclaim that. Although it looks like they're setting up Champa to be going after that. Maybe he all could, three. Maybe both. He, yeah, maybe. He could also go after the North American because that did not exist when he was down there. And he could be like, hey, I want that now. Let's go. You know, and, uh, and for that exact thing, I want to give props to WWE for making sure that they put a a, a uh, character, a wrestler, I guess I can't say that, an entertainer, because WWE, so he's not a wrestler, an entertainer, um, a person strong enough on NXT to say this is no longer a developmental brand. Mm-hmm. And I think that means something. It, it helps It helps end part of the argument, that's for sure, that, you know, prime brand going up against developmental. Um, I don't I, I don't think we can call NXT developmental, at least not the television show now. And then the final uh, special charge that I had going out was uh, to the fans. I am charging the fans with being the real winners of the Wednesday Night Wars. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it's it's so easy for us to get cynical. And if you listen to What Culture, you know Sidgwick and Hamlet both get really cynical about a lot of stuff. Uh, but I think even they would agree right now that that we all are the real winners of this. And we're going to be for a long time. As long as AEW continues to push NXT to get better, and as long as NXT pushes AEW to get better, it will just get better for all of us. And we are the winners of this so-called Wednesday Night Wars. And, you know, there are people who are Team AEW and there are people who are Team NXT. And I am just Team wrestling absolutely i I love this quote-unquote sport i love this entertainment and i'm so happy to see more of it and more good wrestling coming out for for the smackdown will have to step up its game from what raw did this week to compete with the wednesday night shows that we got both of those shows put on a better showing and some of this we've talked about in the past um stems from the three hour you have to fill three hours you don't have to fill two and and some of those things uh we talked extensively before we had the podcast um about smackdown putting on a better product than raw for multiple years um mostly because brock was holding the title but um now if NXT continues to compete with AEW and AEW continues to compete with NXT, really those other two brands hopefully will step it up to compete as well. Um, and those of you who weren't fans of the WWE product, uh, will still be able to come back a little bit to WWE if they start trying to compete as well. Uh-huh. And those other products. So... So yeah, those were my special charges and my misdemeanors. Um, really quickly, you know, I just thought it'd be worth us kind of running down the NXT and AEW 
uh, event just because. Do you have our picks up right now? You don't, do you? Um, I don't, but I can pretty much on AEW remember them because I think we agreed four for four, and I think the only one that we uh, were off on was the Nilo versus Riho. Um, And that was surprising, but also... uh, It also built up Nyla. It did. It built up Nyla. It built up Riho. I'm I'm very impressed with it. So, um, but starting with NXT, of course, you had started off. They started off strong. Like I said, this really felt like a takeover done in a little over two hours, rather than an episode of a TV show. And so that's why they were coming hard. They started off with their NXT Championship match: Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle. Uh, Cole ended up winning. Um, he used his cast to um, uh, hit Thanks. Matt Riddle and then was able to hit the last shot for the win. Um, and then he's out there celebrating and Finn Balor came out to announce that he's back at NXT. And that was awesome. Um, you Most then had Velveteen Dream. Finn Balor is your modern sting right now. Yep. And he's... <laughs> My wife actually asked me the other day who my favorite current wrestler was, and I said it's probably still Finn Balor. I, he, he just is phenomenal, and he can come in and be that white meat baby face right now. And I just really hope we see heel uh, Balor at some point. Speaking of favorite, speaking of favorite wrestlers, real quick, um, did you see the interview that Bray did in Sacramento this morning? I did not. I heard about it, but I did not. YouTube it. It's funny. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's it's Bray. It's not The Fiend. It's Bray, so it's good stuff. Go on. But, Sorry. Um, we then had Velveteen Dream challenging Roderick Strong for a rematch. Um, Strong if, if I weren't like aware of the Velveteen Dream's shtick, if I were a new wrestling fan who turned that on, I'd be really confused by it. But it worked. Uh, Io Shirai versus Mia Yim was a pretty good match all in all. Um, in fact, uh, Mia Yim stepped it up and and really kind of impressed me there. Uh, but Io Shirai ended up hitting the moonsault and winning. And uh, I think that's what we all would have expected on that. Uh, they had Johnny Gargano, um, who I charged last week with being the most natural babyface in the business. And he came out and he was babyface against Shane Thorne. And it was wonderful. And uh, Gargano won, but Shane Thorne looked really good and solid during it. So good match there. Uh, women's championship match. Shayna Baszler beat Candice LeRae, which was unexpected for me. I really expected it to be the time for Baszler to lose the, the uh, belt and <coughs> excuse me, lose the belt and kind of move on and 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 maybe start a four horsewoman sort of feud or whatever. I don't know, but uh, Baszler now she now she won't be available for the draft, so that's yeah. odd. Yeah. So so I don't know. Maybe she will be. Maybe she'll vacate like uh, Oscar. Oscar did, but. Uh, Pete Dunn versus Danny Birch. Um, a, a good match. A little too um, British indie for my taste. I'm, but a lot of people really liked it. So great match, right? 
And then the final one that ended up in overrun, NXT Tag Championships, Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits. Yeah, the Undisputed Era win. Uh, and then uh, after the match is when Champa returned to stare down Adam Cole and more specifically stare down Goldie. Uh, the championship belt he was forced to relinquish before his next surgery. And that was really well done. So um, then you have AEW Dynamite, uh, which ran only two hours. And like I said, was really seemed to be more like it was the first episode of a series. Here's the main players, right? So you had Cody versus Sammy Guevara, uh, really setting Cody up as the baby face uh, of the company, um, fighting through the baby face veteran, you could even say. Um, and Sammy Guevara came off like this young upstart trying really hard. Uh, did some some really phenomenal flippity do stuff that, that he's uh, really good at doing. Uh, but uh, Cody, being the veteran, was one step ahead and was able to get the victory. After the match, he uh, went to shake Guevara's hand and Guevara um, uh, didn't want to shake his hand and then shook his hand. But the entire time, Guevara was basically watching as uh, Chris Jericho came into the ring and then attacked Cody, uh, setting up that feud for later. Because with the victory, Cody has at least kept his spot as the number one contender. So uh, Jericho has to beat him up. Then you had Brandon Cutler versus MJF. Uh, start he's, of got, the- he's got Pac right on his heels. He does, in terms right. of victories. Which yes. means we're probably going to have a Cody versus Pac match sometime before Full Gear. I would bet money on it. That'd be cool. Um, MJF versus Brandon Cutler. They allowed MJF a couple minutes on the mic to be the douchebag that he is. And it was wonderful. <laughs> and then uh, MJF won. And uh, the only thing I haven't seen specifically, but there was a a moment that it could be entirely a work or it could be legitimate. Brandon Cutler went to go up to the top rope. And while he was up there, his knee gave out and he came down. And uh, after that, uh, MJF really quickly was able to get the armbar on and get the tap out and so it almost makes me wonder if that isn't a legitimate injury and that they rushed the finish because of that uh but i don't know we'll find out i haven't heard anything one way or another well, uh, if, Hangman, they that fin- if they rushed that finish and still had a jumbled match later mm-hmm. you know where where did they fill for that that's, that's well it's saying it might have been part of the reason for the long jumble was filling for that. Who knows? Uh, but then you had Adam Page versus Pac, and it was uh, Adam Page versus Pac match. Um, it was exactly what we expected it to be for the most part. I probably would have expected Page to win. This is one that wasn't on our predictions because they announced it after we recorded our predictions. Um, but I would have expected uh, Page to win. But Pac won. Um, he uh, hit a low blow and then hit his black arrow and then put the Brutalizer on, which is basically a Rings of Saturn with a chin lock in there. And it looks 
horrendous. Like, in a good way, horrendous. Not for Adam Page, though. No, no. He, he, he was for Adam Page. Horrendous for Adam Page. Yes. Um, then you had Riho versus Nyla Rose. Like we said before, Riho ended up winning, but it really did set up Nyla to look like a monster, uh, especially with after the match. Uh, she absolutely decimated Michael Nakazawa um, and might have saved his life in the process. Um, so I, uh, she, uh, Nakazawa comes in to interview Riho in Japanese and she attacks him and she goes to powerbomb him. And I don't know if she just didn't have a good grip at first or if he didn't uh, uh, tighten his abs up properly, but uh, he was he was head down when she started her downward uh, at first. And it could have been just dropping him straight on his head. And she stopped and she just brutally lifted him back up and got him back up into powerbomb and then powerbombed him the right way. And it was really well done. Um, and then we had the final match, the six-man tag, the Elite versus Chris Jericho with his mystery partners who had been revealed the night before as, big surprise, the artist formerly known as LAX, Santana and Ortiz. And uh, like you say, it had oh, yes, a smash finish. Yeah, well, it 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 it, uh, it also had been reported several yeah. nights before. Well, know. it was just confirmed the night before. Yeah, you you and I had our little fantasy booking predictions where you know but we tried to predict who it was. Knew, if it was going to be somebody who was signed and publicly signed, it was going to be them. Yeah. And so um, it did have John Moxley in the middle of the match attack Kenny Omega, which didn't end in a DQ. We talked about that before. Um, and then uh, uh, Moxley hit Omega with, I believe in AEW, he calls it the Paradigm Shift. In New Japan, he calls it the Death Rider. It is the new variation on the Dirty Deed where he actually uh, lifts the, oh, the guy wow. up off the ground and he hits him with it through a glass table and it looked so painful it was just brutal and uh, one of the podcasts I was listening to actually uh, had someone write in who was in that area who claims that that was an actual glass table that it wasn't gimmicked um, and that Kenny Omega's back was all cut up from the glass I don't know. I, I cannot imagine they would have done that with with actual glass when they could have used breakaway glass instead. But yeah, I, either the, way, end of the day, um, pretty awesome to, want to see that those two are finally going to be able to continue. Uh, don't know why you have the guy with MRSA break somebody through glass. Don't know if that was on purpose or if it was a Moxley decision at the time. Well, the guy uh, who gave the report specifically said he was one of the plants in the backstage area, meaning that he was chosen by the production crew to be there um, so that when they came back and filmed there, there were people in that VIP area, which means it was a planned spot. Um, the fact that uh, they even allowed Dean Ambrose to 
do that to me implies that his MRSA has uh, gotten well, to the point where they felt safe with him. Yeah, I know. I know that he he wouldn't be performing if it, if the infection was active. However, you are far more susceptible to it now because you've had it before, um, especially with MRSA. And and this is not me pretending to be a doctor. I'm a I'm an attorney for God's sakes, <laughs> um, but just it would be surprising if it wasn't breakaway glass yeah anyways and then afterwards of course you had the schmas where uh because there wasn't a dq it was a two on three handicap match and jericho and uh, ortiz and santana ended up winning and then uh they beat up uh, on the- they're beating him up and then cody makes a run in to try to save his friends and uh, then Sammy Guevara comes out and starts beating up on Cody. So now it's it's uh, the bad guys have the advantage. And then uh, Dustin Rhodes comes out, um, which I I mean I know we had these questions when he was Gold Dust, but does he just are we expected to believe he just sits around backstage in the makeup and the and the pleather suit all the time? <laughs> He might enjoy the pleather suit, but because because so yeah, wait, I mean, wait, you're upset with Charlotte for coming out in heels when it's supposed to be that she I'm wasn't a- prepared to come out, and you're upset with with Dustin for coming out in the pleather suit. It's not the pleather suit that I really. It's the makeup, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Um, but but I, I I'm not I'm not I, upset with him for it. I'm not I'm more just confused because I mean they've established that he's a normal guy. Like you had Cody come out to save his friend and he was in a suit, which means after his match and after getting beat up by Chris Jericho, he went backstage and he showered and he put on a suit. And then he still came out for the run in later. But you know, does Dustin, Dustin Rhodes didn't have a match. He, was, he didn't have a match. He didn't have anything. So he was just sitting around backstage in his outfit. He's he's I, still wearing the same outfit from from uh, yeah. Double or Nothing. Just so you know, that's why he's still just still hanging out in that match. <laughs> but anyways, but so big old and then of course you had the artist formerly known as Jack Swagger, Jake Hager made his appearance which um, apparently was a surprise to some people. Those people must not read the dirt sheets because almost every dirt sheet I know of reported that he was going to be there. You shouldn't so, read sheets. They're all lies. Lies. This lies. is what we call a dirt sheet, brother. Anyways, so then I, and I said we were going to talk a little bit about the ratings because the ratings are in on them and um i can't remember if it was with you um or with uh someone else that i was talking about where i made my predictions on the ratings um and i said you know uh nxt the previous two weeks had gotten 1.2 million and then 1 million viewers i expected it to continue and drop a little bit and i thought uh 900,000 viewers uh for NXT was uh, wouldn't have been surprising for me. And then I predicted uh, 1.4 million viewers for AEW. 
and the ratings come in overnight Nielsen ratings and uh, you were off by 10,000 I was only off by 10,000 NXT got 890,000 viewers uh, so 10,000 less than I predicted and NXT got 1.4 million which was right where I predicted so if if we're going from purely statistical standpoints, week one of the Wednesday Night Wars was won by AEW. If we also, open it up a little bit more to subjective, which one was the better show? It's it, like NXT you say, it was kind of a affair. Yeah, NXT brought a takeover to a knife fight. Um, yeah, and. And, and and for that reason, <laughs> for that reason, NXT has to be at least declared the winner in terms of better show. Show, but once again, it wasn't indicative of what you'll see week in week out on a- on NXT. Oh, whereas no. AEW was a little bit more like this is what you should see on the weekly show for the most time, and so you know. I, all I can say is, from my standpoint, which one I'm more excited to watch live next week, and which one I'm going to DVR and watch recorded. And I will be watching AEW live because I want to see what happens next. And I will be watching NXT recorded because I still want to see what happens next, but I don't feel like I need to see it live. And yeah. One of the podcasts I listened to, and I can't even remember which one because I listened to enough of them, they blur together, but basically said it might even be just a case of NXT um, being hurt by the fact that it's uh, 2019 and we know that we can log on to the network in 24 hours and watch NXT. And so why do I need to watch it live when I can watch it on on the WWE Network. Um, so. So, anyways, that, I think, will do it for this episode of the Wrestling Booking Unit. As I always say, like, share, subscribe. Uh, we'd love to see our listenership grow. We'd love to see a lot more people uh, out there hear us and interact with us. Um, you can always follow me on Twitter, Officer Mark Smarks at Raw and Order WBU. You can always follow uh, DA Fabe at. You just. <laughs> at D A I M K, all letters, Fabe. And yes, go ahead and say it, Officer Smarks, because this is my bad writing. Dame K Fabe! <laughs> Woo! I me and me and Margaret Thatcher hanging out at the palace. <laughs> we're both apparently the dames. But uh, and then one other thing I wanted to talk about really quickly: um, we don't have a Patreon uh, to help support us. We've got advertising on this show, uh, but not a ton. And we're doing this mostly in our free time. Uh, but you know there is an expense to doing a podcast if it's only just for equipment um we're also uh, we've been uh jumping through a lot of hurdles to try to uh, improve our sound quality improve the production time yada 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 
um, because we don't have a Patreon, uh, I can't send you to a Patreon page and say, hey, go here and support us there. But I don't think we have to because Anchor has a way for you to support us right on their uh, site. So while you're going to Anchor to leave us a voice message, right, so that you can be a part of our next show, send us your crimes through a voice message. Send us your fantasy booking for an FBI episode. Uh, send us just your questions in general. We'd love to hear from you. You can go to anchor.fm and you can send us a voice message. And while you're there, you can go to our page and click the support button. And you can send us as little as a dollar monthly um, or more if you want to. Uh, and that will help us uh, improve this podcast. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. But um, I, we, we would love to get any support that we can. It's what will help me- us make this podcast better um, in the long run. So, but like I say, like, share, subscribe. As of now, I think uh, we're going to close the case on this episode of the Wrestling Booking Unit. We will see you next yeah. time.